The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we're continuing on our journey this year. We're almost through the first quarter. That's exciting. We're continuing on our journey to be the best we can possibly be in 2013 and beyond in sales, business, and even life. And we've been covering topics to help you in your journey, and we're going to continue that tonight. And Tonight's title is Grow Your Sales and Business Through Social Media. And I'm so excited to have in our midst again, Joe Malinowski. Joe was on our show when we talked about networking. And just to review his background again, Joe began his entrepreneurial career by opening an insurance agency at the age of 20. And he grew the organization to over 100 agents in eight states and in Canada in just four years. And in 2007, Joe launched the BusinessNetworkingLife.com, a resource for all professionals networking throughout the various cities, eight cities, to utilize in order to learn about local events, networking events. And you got to check out their website. It's pretty intense. And Joe is a networking expert and a social media expert. And tonight he's going to share with us how we can use this tool in our sales toolkit, our business toolkit, to continue to grow our business. Welcome back to the show, Joe. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Ty. It's a, it's a pleasure to be out again. I appreciate the uh, opportunity. Oh, it's been it's my pleasure. I, I had such rave reviews after your last show on networking. I knew we were going to be back on the show again together. We had a lot of, of fun that time. And and Joe, I'm excited about this topic. And as a matter of fact, everyone that's listening, grab your pen. Grab a pad, grab a pencil, grab something that writes because you're going to get a lot of information tonight that you're going to be able to start applying tonight or tomorrow morning. So, Joe, let's get started. And exactly what is social media? It's an interesting question. Uh, I think a lot of businesses and a lot of people approach it with the notion that it's it's more of a broadcast tool when, in fact, from the business standpoint, we have to really treat it a lot more like an engagement tool. Um, it's really about engaging with consumers, with customers, with other centers of influence, you know, much like what we were talking about when we had the, t- the talk about developing your network and growing that. 
it's just the same. Just as what you're doing offline is what you're going to start doing online. I always am trying to build relationships with other people that already have a database. Um, databases are really the critical factor, whether it's online or offline. Whoever has the biggest list knows the most people and really has the most clout. So if you've got a product you're trying to bring to market, there's somebody out there that already probably has a list of people that are potential buyers for that, that you can join venture with. So the online world really just opens up lots of different opportunities, both for business to business, business to consumer, strictly online stuff where you're developing these joint ventures. But there's just so many different opportunities. I think it's really easy to get lost in just the, the clutter of what to do first or what to do next. Uh, I, I constantly encounter so many people who, you know, will get what we call shiny object syndrome. You know, what happens, <laughs> you know, some new thing comes out, they read something on Mashable or their friend says Facebook did something today or they just released this and now, like, everything seems to stop and they got to go check out the new thing when we haven't even mastered the old thing. You know, it's it, it still comes back down to mastering the mundane. You know, it's always those simple fundamentals that when we come back to it, we end up starting to see the results again. So uh, there's just so many variations to it. So it's exciting to kind of talk about the different platforms, the different uses, and, you know, really just get people a little bit of a better grasp on some of the best opportunities for them. Okay. All right. Now, it's interesting because you just made the connection. Uh, social media and networking, they don't oppose each other. They're kind of like, are they, would you say they're two sides of the same coin? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. All right. Yeah. And let's talk about, let's at least begin to talk about the different types of media. I mean, what are they? I mean, I know specifically of the, I guess, the major three. Uh, you have Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. What, what's out there? What's going on? Man, that is, that is probably a loaded question. There's new stuff coming out all the time. You know, you got Google Plus, you got YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and there's, you know, the list can really go on and on. I mean, earlier, this year, there's well over 300 different places to participate with people. You know, Pinterest is is got a growing following. You know, everything's got a pretty, pretty different types of uses to it. But what I've noticed is, for the most part, most businesses are really just cool with figuring out which one of these platforms is going to be the best way for them to get in front of that right audience. Uh, it's definitely easy to kind of just get mixed up with saying, you know what, I need to be on everything, and i got to try to get posts and this and that everywhere. And it's, it's really not the case. I think it's important to claim and set up your business's profile in a lot of places just to complete that because that helps you just expand your online footprint. But if you're you know, a straight business-to-business person and you're trying to get in front of other C-level executives, stuff like that, you're, you're much better off spending a lot more time on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is such an incredible tool because, you know, just like Ty and I were talking just before the, uh, we got on the call tonight, um, there's just so... It's, any community around is so much smaller than you believe it is. It's not six degrees of separation. It's usually two, at the max, three. So you can find somebody that you're able to get connected to, and they have connections to the people you're already trying to get in contact with. 
for instance, I have a client right now that they sell managed services, so kind of computer backup type stuff, and they created a list of 25 companies that they want to get in contact with some of their other C-level executives. I just went on through my list, and five out of that 25, I have a connection right away that I can just set them up with that can then provide them a easy walk into the door to have these appointments. So it's it's important that we approach anything that we're going to do with social media with a plan, just like everything mm. else in your business. If you're not planning, you're you're just going to end up floundering around and say this stuff doesn't work. I don't really get what I'm trying to do. It's it's that planning and goal setting, and then tracking, which really help make a big difference. Whether you're using YouTube or Facebook, there's so many cool tools to track. So we can talk about that a little bit later as well. But yeah, tracking is imperative. You know, when I conduct my workshops, that's one of the things I talk about because people always want to know, okay, how do I do a better job of prospecting or where can I find new opportunities? And one of the, the, the things that I like to tell people, I say, in many cases, the opportunities you are seeking are right under your nose. And as you just said, with LinkedIn, uh, you had a connection with someone, five of the 25 people they had targeted you already had a, had some type of, of contact or connection with. So, you know, a lot of times when I have a class as a part of my workshop, like my Fast Track Sales Camp, I'll tell them, okay, over the by the end of this week, I want you to have connected with 10 new people, 15 new people, because I ask around the class, I just go around the class, I say, okay, how many connections do you have on LinkedIn? You'd be amazed, at least 50% don't have a clue. Uh, another 25% is making something up, and then maybe another 10% know exactly, or within 10 or so, how many connections they have on LinkedIn. Have you found mm-hmm. that? What have you found with that? I find that uh, a lot of people aren't, you know, so much paying attention to the numbers. Some of them that are just getting rolling, they're looking at stuff. Um, I mean, I look at mine, I've got, you know, almost over 9,000 contacts on LinkedIn. And do I know all those people personally? Absolutely not. But what it does is it opens the door to develop that relationship. You know, they were, you know, most of these 9,000 people have reached out to connect with me. So it really just provides an open door for down the road. If it does so happen that I want to connect and talk to them, I can say, hey, we're already connected, just wanted to chat with you. You know, one of the things that I'm now, actually just this morning, so I was looking at, you know, our sales funnel and just the level of activity that I have going on on a weekly basis with meetings is I, I wanted to just set up and have more meetings throughout the week. I noticed I had a little bit of a dip over the last two weeks. I had a little sickness going on throughout February, so I kicked myself in the butt and said, all right, every day I am going to solicit five meetings with people that I might know, I might not know, but I want to, you know, I work well with people within like the CPA field because they're working with the types of people that we want to work with. You know, sometimes I'll directly just reach out to other people that are part of a, a networking organization, but reach out to five people every day and not just connect because it's easy just to hit the, you know, connect together and yeah, we're friends and let them accept your friend request. I'm sending them a little personal message saying, hey, notice we're in this group. Notice you're doing X. I'm, you know, I have some other clients that I might be able to connect you with, but I want to schedule appointments. You know, it's it's so much different when you get one of these LinkedIn invitations, for instance, that is asking to do something other than just like a blatant solicitation. I'm sure everybody out there has gotten this whole thing. Hey, you know, we've got a web designer. If you need a website, call us today. I mean, if you don't want to be soliciting stuff, but if you want to solicit a meeting 
or an opportunity to get on a phone call, those are much more well-received. So, you know, I don't want to spend the whole call talking just about LinkedIn because there's so many other opportunities. But from that, you know, you're a salesperson, you're trying to develop other professional relationships, it really is such a powerful tool. And it's critical to get the, your profile 100% complete. You know, feel free to look me up. I'm Joe Malinowski. You type it in on LinkedIn, I'll, I'll definitely pop up there. But look how the, the profile is written, how everything is structured. There's a science to that, and there's, there's a reason why everything is placed in there the way it's placed. Um, and I'll, you know, when we get to some part of the strategy side of it and later in the call, I'll tell you guys what are the things that I do on a regular basis to keep me popping up so high. I mean, I usually have between 8 and 10, 15 people a day looking at the profile. I'm showing up in results 80 to 100 times. So I'll show you how to do some of those things and keep your face out there a little bit more. Wow, that's excellent. That's excellent. Now, I have one quick question, then we're going to get off of LinkedIn. I had a, a gentleman in one of my classes recently. He said, well, Ty, if I don't know the person, I don't connect. You know, I don't want to just have hundreds of people I don't know in my, uh, uh, that I'm connected to on LinkedIn. How do you respond to a comment like that? And it's, it's a great comment. I, I find that you're trying to meet people. So you don't know everybody, but in order to meet somebody new, you need to accept somebody different that you've never talked to before. So it's, it's not that I wouldn't endorse somebody by any means that I don't know. I wouldn't recommend them. But I definitely am constantly, I'll accept anybody that is, that speaks my language basically. You know, I get people from France and different places requesting, and like, I have no idea. You get a post, I don't know what's going on. So I try to focus on just staying connected with people that could potentially be a great resource in the future. Who knows? You never know where it's going to come from next. Right. That's a great point. That's a great point. Okay, so we talked about LinkedIn, and uh, we're going to continue to talk about, I want to know about the merits of social media. What's, so what's the, the big deal about it? It's been around for, for a while now, and then uh, other things continue to come. In a nutshell... Uh, we got to break, take a break in just a minute or so. But could you get us rolling and finish when we come back? In a nutshell, tell me what's what's the big deal about this today? It's turned marketing over to the customer base and the audience. Um, the thing I'd love to spend time with when we get back is the power of social validation. Now, when you think about that, when you ask any business for the most part, where's the most of your leads and sales and stuff coming from? Overwhelmingly, it's from referrals. So how do we get that transferred onto an online platform and how do we build a sales funnel using our existing customer base? And that's really what is, is really made a lot of changes because like you said before, it's not a broadcast medium, it's an engagement medium. Engagement's what's gonna get us in front of a bigger audience, it's gonna build more confidence and it's gonna in turn help us, you know, build our brand and make more sales. Okay, that's excellent. That that's excellent to take us into our first break and 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 it is time for us to take a short break. This is Ty Maynard and my guest today is Joe Malinowski. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in for What About Wealth every week. 
to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. What are the reasons that over three-quarters of small businesses fail within three years? Why do 70% of U.S. women-owned businesses make less than $50,000 a year? What causes mid-sized companies to stagnate? Although today many fundamentals of business remain the same, there are critical current changes that are not being acknowledged, and the result is costly. Tune in to Moving Forward with host Jen Sabin. We'll discuss the core reasons and plans of action to keep your business moving forward. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Joe Malinowski, networking and social media expert. And before the break, Joe was talking to us, was about to talk to us about uh, social validation. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool. And by the way, this is a live show, and you're welcome to call us. Our phone number for the show is 866 866- Four seven two five seven nine zero. If you have questions for me or Joe regarding social media, please feel free to call. Okay, Joe, uh, you 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 teed us up for social validation. Go ahead and, and give us some meat on that. Bone. Absolutely. That that is what I I personally feel is is the most critical element online right now regarding your businesses or anyone's business, just because. That's really our credibility. That's the the validation from friends and peer groups. That's your Google reviews. That's your endorsements on LinkedIn. That's your shout outs on Facebook. It's your you know, your retweets. It's everything that people could do to review you and your business. You know, Merchant Circle is uh it's not a social media platform, it's another review platform. It's uh specific to different cities. You've got Yelp. All these platforms exist out there for people to talk about their experience with your business. And it's important to manage and be aware of what people are saying. There's, you know, you've got Better Business Bureau stuff, and there's so many platforms out there. It's, you know, some of them are industry-specific, so do some research on uh, where your industry is showing up. But 
you might have profiles on sites that you've not heard of, you don't know anything about, but those profiles are getting created by your audience. Um, it's the biggest kind of industry uh, specific to, I would say, that's the easiest one to, to utilize is restaurants. People are new. Someone goes to a restaurant, they go on Urban Spoon, they go on TripAdvisor, they go on all these sites, and they're talking about them. The restaurant has no clue what's happening, and there's now a whole audience and a conversation going on that they're not even addressing because they don't know it exists. So it's not just in restaurants. It's in every single industry around, whether you're an attorney or a doctor, salesperson. Someone's talking probably about your brand and their experience. So, one, managing that and knowing what people are saying is critical, responding to it. Uh, a great example of a company that does very well at protecting their online brand is uh, the Laser Spine Institute. And this is a big brand that isn't, they're consumer-driven, but they're pain-driven, obviously. People go there to get fixed and get their body realigned and, you know, high-end stuff. They're spending dollars $20,000. $20, They've built such a presence that, if somebody goes on their Facebook page, for instance, and says, you know what, I got this treatment a week and a half ago, my back is still screwed up, I'm worse than before, that was a waste of money, they have built an army of people that they have satisfied that come to their rescue. They don't even have to address it. They have to you know, apologize, kind of wean them into what's going to be happening in recovery, but they'll have hundreds of people respond saying, listen, I went through the same thing, a month later, I'm golden. They, it's about conditioning your audience to come to your rescue. So if there is somebody that, you know, you've had a customer and it, you guys just didn't see eye to eye on something, and we all know that people are significantly more likely to complain than they are to talk about how great something is. So it's important right. to encourage people to do those things and it sometimes incentivize them. You know, when I work with some different um, business-to-consumer type places, it's it's interesting to see the where people are spending marketing dollars on some print stuff or whatever it is to push their message out there when they have a whole group of people that come and patronize their business regularly that are happy to talk about them. Why don't we just figure out a way and dump some of that marketing dollars into incentivizing them to talk about us? Because they're already here. I'd rather them talk about their great experience and let their friends see it and then let their friends participate in it rather than who knows what demographic of people are going to read some magazine or look at some billboard or whatever that case is. You know, people that are doing business with you probably have friends that are just like them that would like to do business with you. So it's important to just start participating with those. People love to be talked to and called out by name. So if you're going to have an event or something like that, uh, a friend of mine and I, what we did a, a year or so ago, actually two years ago now, when we did a workshop, this is a little time-consuming, but it gets the results. Um, we had a list of people all over the Tampa Bay area that we wanted to invite to a networking event that we were hosting, and we created personal videos for 100 people. It took us about, I would say the whole process took probably about seven hours, and every single person had a personalized video. We went out to the UT campus here in Tampa, Florida, at the University of Tampa. Every single scene was like at a different little location. I might have only taken 10 or 15 steps to the right or left, but everybody got a personal invitation. It was just, hey, Ty, Joe Malinowski wanted to invite you to a person, uh, personally invite you to an event we're doing next week. It's going to be about XYZ. Love to have you come out and hope to see you there. And we then 
sent those to the people on Facebook. If we had their email, sent them a personal email saying, hey, made your video invitation, go check this out. That just goes so much further. It's all about as personalized as you can get is critical. Once you start blasting, you're just mixed up in noise. It goes for your emails. It goes for your blasting stuff out on Facebook, your whole things on, on Twitter, retweeting stuff. When you, when you come to it with the uh, objective of blanketing the masses, you immediately are lost. The more personally mm. targeted you can get, the better and much more effective. It's no different than if you did a direct mail campaign and, you know, you wanted to meet a CEO or somebody and you sent them a resume or, you know, some, some bland piece of direct mail or I sent them a shoebox with a shoe in it and a letter saying, hey, man, I just want to get my foot in the door. Can you check out this letter real quick? You know, who, what's he opening? Is he opening a big goofy box that he got or an envelope that just got lost in the shuffle everywhere else that wasn't really, you know, too, too thought about and too personal. So, right. um, obviously I can, I get a little, it's faster talking on it because I get excited, but it's, it's just an interesting topic and it's interesting to see all the results that can happen. And, and, and that raises the next question, Joe. Uh, you mentioned, wow, for that particular event, uh, it took seven hours, and what I hear from a lot of people and what people who are listening are thinking, wow, but how much time per day, per week is this going to take out of my life? And what's the, are, are there any metrics that I can examine to help me feel better about investing the, the time that it's going to require? What, what would you say to that individual? And that, that seven hours is definitely, that is not a, a regular thing. That was something that we, we were testing out in the marketplace. It was these personal invitations to a big event. The event was a week later, so it wasn't like they had a lot of leeway time. So we just wanted to test it out. We got a great response. I think we had 30-plus percent of people come out to the events from that. Um, but in reality, I think once you sat down, you know, either – Try to start navigating it by yourself. Talk to a professional about it, but it's, it really comes down to your plan of action. When you have a specific plan of action, for instance, what we end up doing is we create segments of uh, marketing strategies for online uh, platforms in 90-day segments, and we set up our objectives. What do we want to happen at the end of the 90 days? What do we want to happen throughout the 90 days? What needs to happen on a regular basis? Because once we have that, we're basically creating a 90-day editorial calendar of posts that are going to go up, people we're going to engage with, organizations we're going to participate with. And in, let's say, 10 to 20 minutes a day at a higher point, you can really knock out a lot of stuff just because you're not sitting down at the computer looking at Facebook saying, what am I, what am I going to say today? And then you're sitting there, and then your friend posts something, and you're like, oh, look at this picture. And then three hours later, you're sucked into watching some video on YouTube. You know, when you go on without a plan... I think everybody on the call has probably found themselves going on to Facebook and then hours later found themselves watching stuff on some other channel or something somewhere just because they didn't really have an objective. They just wanted to see what's going on. So once you create that plan, it makes it a lot easier. And I definitely would say between 10 and 20 minutes a day, you can knock out a ton of stuff. ton of stuff. Okay. Okay, now I heard you say earlier uh, that you were really intentional uh, or, the, or some of the best people, the people that's using social media the best are even incentivizing uh, their audiences to, to respond uh, online and whatnot. So 
how important is it if you have a Facebook page or any type of page to get people to like you? Do you encourage that? I definitely encourage it. I think it's it's some message that gets lost in the mix, though. You know, it's it's I see people that print everything on their business cards, and they're always asking people to like them. There's likelihood of somebody clicking from your site to Facebook and then saying they like you. You're you're getting such a minute amount of people. You know, the people that are going to like you on Facebook are finding you on Facebook while they're there. Their friend liked the post. You got in front of them. Maybe you spent five or ten bucks and did a promoted post. Um, those are really cool things that Facebook's enabled you to do if you have a business fan page. Um, if you have over a couple hundred people now, you can pay a few dollars, you can pay five bucks, ten bucks, fifty bucks if you want to, but that post will go out to a bunch of your fans existing, so more people, more of your current fans will see it, and then it will also go out to some of their friends. Depending on the amount of money you paid, you can get that message out to a broader audience. When I do those posts, I highly recommend that being something that you believe could go a little bit more viral. And the one thing that I tell people is don't get so caught up in your business and your industry. Because for the most part, most businesses are not interesting enough for people to want to talk about. They're not liking, mm-hmm. they're not sharing, they're not doing stuff. You know, Ty and I's business is talking about business and sales, and there's, there's very important elements, and people will participate in those. And we'll get some shares, we'll get some likes from people that are also in that industry. But if I want to reach other industries, just to get my brand in front of them, I might post one of those funny e-cards that have nothing to do with my business. And that will get a lot more viral growth and just get my brand exposed to some more people. And I can piggyback promos onto that. So kind of to wrap that up into a thought process is when I have another client that they do um, these painting classes, and you bring a bottle of wine, you paint, you have fun, but they have events. And when they are, they also have a calendar that comes out in the middle of the month. So we know on the 15th, we need more people looking at our website on that date. So prior to that, we have a schedule a few days before promoted posts, funny stuff is going out, preparing people for the launch of this new calendar. So we're going to have a contest saying, hey, if we post this picture, Share the picture. You can get entered in. You'll be the first one to know about the new stuff happening. You can win a bottle of wine. Understanding when you have something in your business that you really want to get exposure to and figuring out what's going to motivate people that could want to participate with you ahead of time. You always want to think a few steps ahead of the game because once you say, I'm going to launch this product on Friday and you try to promote it on Thursday and you haven't built up any any you know buzz around it, then you're just going to be in front of a couple hundred people if you're lucky, if, if you're you know kind of active at all on your fan page. But it's about that whole preparation process, looking at it as a plan and not just, oh, I got the social thing and we post some stuff up and people will participate. If it's, if it's without a plan, it's most likely not going to work. Okay. All right. So it's time for us to take another break. But what you're saying is there has to be a, a strategy, it's not just a little tactic that you're trying to, to use because it's not going to work as well if it's a tactic. Absolutely. Okay. You very good. You might spike in results, but you want to develop that consistent ongoing results. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's time for us to take a short break. This is Ty Maynard. And my guest today is Joe Malinowski, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Joe Malinowski, networking and social media phenom. And you're welcome to call if you have any questions for Joe or myself. The telephone number is 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And we're talking about how to be more successful growing your business using some of the tools that's available to you in social media. And I'm going to pause for a brief commercial here. I'm excited to introduce to you another tool that should be in every sales or business professional's sales toolbox. It's something I developed. It's an app for the iPad, and it's called the Quest Deck Discovery System. It's a powerful, interactive, and easy-to-use sales tool that will allow you to draw out key information from potential customers or current clients. You're going to be able to find out what motivates them and improve communication, as well as your understanding of their needs and objectives. And by using the Quest Deck cards, you can pinpoint solutions that your customers are seeking in under two minutes or less. You'll build relationships with your customers and prospective clients by engaging them in the right way. So I want you to check out questdeck.com, questdeck.com, or you can go to the Apple Store and type in questdeck. It's one word, and you'll be glad you did. Now, Joe, we were talking about ways to use social media. And I just kind of want you to net it out for everyone. So what are some some definite do's and what are some definite don'ts? 
Well, some of the, the biggest don'ts are going about everything thinking it's about you. Uh, it's just like in any other part of your sales process, it's, it's not about you. It's not about your business. It's not about your product. It's about who knows you, who's sharing your stuff, who cares about what you have going on. So once you start finding yourself posting more about a special that you're going to have or you're looking for XYZ type of a client, any of that stuff, you're, you'll see the numbers because you can see a lot of, even on LinkedIn, Facebook, things like that, you can see the amount of people that those posts are getting in front of. So you'll actually see those numbers decrease dramatically. People won't be liking them, they won't be sharing them, they won't be commenting on them, anything like that. So it's from a balancing act, you really want, you know, maybe 10% of your posts to be something that is soliciting, commercial, stuff like that. Most of the things, and here's the biggest do, the biggest do is talking about other people. Um, example of how this is most effective because one, here's the toughest industry out there for anything socially is the financial planning industry. Then financial people on the call, there's just, there's nothing that they are allowed to do that is to talk about them. And right. in reality, they have the best opportunity because they can't get shiny object syndrome. They can only do one thing and one thing only, and that is talk about their experiences with other people. That is the biggest and best opportunity we have online. If you went to a networking event today, let's say I went to an event today, I met Ty, and I would go on, hey, Ty, I would tag him. I would say, it was great meeting you at the Center Club today at this networking event. I'm tagging him, his business, the event I was at, the venue I was at. Now I've included, and those people are going to get notified, three to four different entities in my post that are going to like it, share it, comment on it. And then with that, other people that know me and maybe they know Ty, they're going to comment back on that post too. Hey, yeah, no, Ty is awesome. It's so great that you guys got to connect. Other people will begin to participate with it. Now, relating that to the financial side of it, the financial planner side, they can only do those things. And for that, it's only about who knows you especially in the financial industry. If people don't know who you are, you're not getting any business, and they don't you know, know how credible you are, but when they see you're connecting with other people in the community, other organizations, other nonprofits, other networking events, they're able to see how engaged you are. And you're not talking about your services because, again, nobody cares about what you do. They care about who are you meeting. Oh, wow, I see this guy popping up all over the place. I mean, I have had times where I'm sitting at like a Panera Bread and I have people come up to me and say, hey, we're friends on Facebook or we're friends on LinkedIn. It's, it's strange because I don't really, I still don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I don't think if they think like I know who they are too. And I, I almost feel bad, but it's like, cool, man. I, I, I'm glad you're paying attention to stuff I posted. Uh, thanks for being a follower. Or let's connect. I always ask, obviously, what do they do? Because that's an opportunity for a connection. But it's a, it's a little catches you off guard sometimes when that happens. It's a little, it's a little crazy. Right, right. So, you know, you you have someone that works with you that participated. Uh, I gave a speech last week for a C, uh, CFA local chapter in Tampa, and the title of the speech was How to Beat Your Competition to a Pulp. Well, within two hours of me giving the speech, there was someone there who works at your company, Joe, 
And he connected with me on LinkedIn and then on, he found me on Facebook, my, my company, Tymana Group on Facebook, and he posted a picture and he had some positive comments. He said, you know, uh, Ty, thank you for wowing us at the center club today at this function with this speech. You really inspired us. I'm like, wow. That was awesome. So obviously, then I wanted to know who he was. But exactly. he, re- I'm like, he took a picture of me, and, and for- fortunately, it was a flattering picture. Uh, and he said some positive things. And then obviously, I wanted to share that because it wasn't coming from me. Uh, you know, public relations is what other people say about you, which is better than advertising in many cases, right? What you Absolutely. say about yourself. So when he said that, I then launched it, then other people got on board. So that's exactly right, what you're saying. Now, what about, do you have any success stories of someone, because people want to know, okay, who else has used this and used it well? They, they want some, something for encouragement. What, what can you give us? You know, uh, the, the greatest part, I, I've got multiple different stories from, let's say, a LinkedIn side of things from the recommendations. Um, they've mm-hmm. changed it now. You can still get recommendations on LinkedIn, but now they kind of have it to where it's a little bit in an easier side of it, where they have these things called endorsements. So people mm-hmm. are getting a lot more of these endorsements. Um, but myself, I, I've got various other colleagues that have had people, they look through the profiles, and just because they see how many people are recommending and talking about you and endorsing you, they'll reach out just to start the conversation and say, hey, this is what my business thing is. It's, this is what's happening. Do you have any feedback? Do you have any ideas? You know, I, I have a lady um, named Cheryl, and she actually does, she, she works with funding, okay? Not an easy social media kind of business, right? Getting funding for people and looking for prospects, that's not like an everyday kind of sales funnel for her. But what happened was she was participating in a group on LinkedIn. And what happened before this was she needed something that was very, very specific with, I want to say, in the, in the oil field of funding, there was some other specialized attorney or some, somebody that it was a very specialized niche that she needed to connect with. And she went into a group, and there was a uh, discussion that she noticed that had started. And there was something that had some relation to the person she needed to actually get in contact with. She participated in that, in that discussion. That person then reached back out to her. She got the person she needed. She was able to close a huge deal. They were able to get a new client, and it was completely happenstance, especially when you have these super niche kind of businesses. You're able to find people that you're able to connect with on various platforms that could just have those types of issues. So the cool thing that LinkedIn also produces is there's so many specialized groups. So if you start kind of just navigating through some of those, you can find groups, you can find those types of discussions, participate with them, and begin to develop relationships, not just in your local market, but throughout the country, and become a massive resource. Um, so there's, you know, there's so many different types of opportunities that can come um, from the LinkedIn side of it. I've seen things happen from Facebook where, um, I've had clients where we posted a link to uh, a white paper that was created for their business. They were more in the technical side of the world, and that got shared and somehow got to uh, a CEO through one of their employees, which then got them an appointment. You know, it's just it's so random sometimes that things that happen 
it's sometimes a little difficult to, to know every intricacy and every deal that has directly come from your social platforms, but mm-hmm. it's a matter of when you stop doing that mundane stuff. You know, you stop reading your 10 pages of a book a day, you stop prospecting two people in afternoons, stuff like that. Once you stop, it just starts to snowball, and then before you know it, you don't have any activity going on. So it's those simple mastering those mundane activities in a post a day, participating in a discussion, connecting with five people, that just continues to snowball and snowball and snowball, and then things just kind of start happening. You know, I, I would say action breeds more action, and it's it's something that you can track as far as the growth. You can set growth um, objectives. You can set number of contacts and appointment objectives, stuff like that. So these are some of the little things that you can track. Uh, you can absolutely track stuff to your website. So here's here's another don't is if you're going to be participating within the social platforms, you're, you want to know what your objective is, and a lot of times it's to get them to your website. Maybe you have a product or a call to action or a way to capture their information there so, or a way for them to learn more about you. But if you sound to a website that isn't equipped to represent you properly and it doesn't really have your style, your businesses, and kind a of motive going on, it's, it's not a great site, then that's not the greatest place to, to send them, especially if there's not a way to capture their information. You know, when you when anything you're going to do online, you want to know what the purpose of that is and how can that person engage with you in the way that you want them to engage. So make sure that there's an attractive landing spot for them that you've tested out the conversion rate on because you can see how many people go to your site. You just use Google Analytics. It's free, and you can absolutely get your, your webmaster, or if you're doing it, you can include that in your site. You can track where the people are coming from, how long they're staying there, and then as you continue to look at that, then you can then modify the pages that people are spending the most time on. Uh, one other little example on that, the managed service provider company that I was telling you about earlier, we know that people spend like two and a half minutes on their website, which is a pretty extensive amount of time. We weren't getting a lot of people calling up and taking action, so we didn't know why. What we're now engaging with, presently, I'm actually working on it today and tomorrow, is on some of the pages where you find that they're spending the time on, is we have a pop-up that's going to happen and say, do you need to chat with somebody right now? And it's going to be an automatic chat function that's right there on their site. So we're going to be able to try to jump in front of those people while they're there. They've already been there for two minutes. Let's catch them at about a minute, 50 seconds, and see if they need help and we can address their needs right there on the spot. So it's just there's so many different components. That's why it's so important to start at a base point, I would always say pick one platform. Don't try to go after four or three or even two. Master one and then slowly add the other platforms in. Wow, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. Well, it's time for us to take another break. This is going by fast again, Joe. Every time I have you, and it's like the, the, the 57 minutes or one hour seems like 20 minutes. But mm-hmm. it's, it's time for us to take a short break again. And this is Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Joe Malinowski. And you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network we hear it and read about it every day in the news america is heading over a fiscal cliff 
Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Joe Malinowski, and we're talking about how to grow your sales and your business using social media. Uh, now, Joe, we have a short period of time left, but if you could give us some action steps, those of us who are brand new to this, we're neophytes, give us some action steps that we can get started using social media to help us in our sales efforts and, and in growing our business, our customer base, and even helping us stay connected with our cu- current customers? Absolutely. Um, first steps, I would say, is really define who you want to be connected with. Find out the businesses, look at the industries, find out the centers of influence, the C-level people, whoever it is that you need to get connected with, and kind of create a hit list, you know, 10 or 20 people. And once you know that, then you can kind of figure out where they're most likely to be. So if you're in the professional services, you're probably going to be best off on LinkedIn. Now, you want to make sure that you get your profile 100% complete. You know, get everything filled out on there. Make sure it flows and it's easy to read. If you find that, you know, you write a whole bio and it's lots of paragraphs and stuff like that, nah, people aren't going through it. It's got to be quick. Bullet points are great. It makes it a lot easier to get through. It's got to have kind of value propositions. You know, who are you guys? What do you do? How do you help people? And why should people connect with you? So, again, you can check out my profile, kind of see how it flows, get an idea for the type of language that uh, people will respond to. And then also make sure that they have a great spot to land. If they look you up and they find your LinkedIn profile and your website, make sure your website very well reflects you as a person, you as a business, and has ways to capture their information, calls to action, easy ways to get in touch with you. I would say those two elements are absolutely critical, but also realize that 
there's so many cool things to do online. Don't limit yourself to, let's say, the social media side. If I'm trying to get in front of the C-level executives, I'm thinking of creative stuff and that I'm thriving them stuff online. Quick example of that, we just did a mailer that was in a uh, one of the brown packing envelopes, and on the, the label was the person's address, and then in ransom note letters, we had it printed on there. It said private. And when they opened this up, it was about an 18 by 24 piece of paper. It was uh, folded up a little raggedy, kind of crumply, and on it said, we, and it had a picture of a coffee mug and a hammer over it, and in ransom note letters it said, we have your coffee mug held hostage. Visit this website, and you can rescue your coffee mug. And it was rescuemymug.com forward slash the person's name. Everything was personalized. So if I sent it to Ty, it would have said, Ty, we have your coffee mug. If you ever want to see it again, check this right <laughs> out. And then you go to rescuemymug.com forward slash Ty Maynard. I now put him on the Internet. He's now looking at it. It's got a picture of the mug. We're threatening to break it. And I've got a few questions that are going to qualify them, and it's about marketing, whatever it could be, which then after they they filled that out, if they really cared, if they wanted the mug, or just they thought it was a great marketing piece, I get that information, and then it forwards them to wherever I want, either my social, my websites, whatever it is. So that offline interaction is equally as important as the offline. So don't don't ever rely on one of these mediums, unless you just find you're blowing up and having a great time and it's working for you, but... It's really a combination of getting everything to work together. So you kind of got to think a little bit out of the box. Don't conform. Once you start conforming, you're going to get lost in the mix. But it's it's just so many cool opportunities, and you can definitely uh, anybody has questions or wants to connect and brainstorm a little bit. You know, uh, my opportunity. It's absolutely absolutely thrilled to chat with anyone. Okay, fantastic. Now, Joe, we at the end of the shows we like to kind of identify some ways individuals can get additional insight in a particular topic. So uh, what are some books you would recommend, some uh, websites you would uh, recommend people go to, uh, or particular trainings or webinars that they participate in to get that additional knowledge on this topic? Uh, well, the topic specifically, I definitely would not recommend buying a book. If uh, you buy a book, by the time you've read it, you probably are outdated. Uh, my, my personal favorite website to gather new info from is actually called socialmediaexaminer.com. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a great website, and I, I'll say just that one, really, because what happens is that is actually a forum of multiple authors that all have their own sites as well. So you're able to kind of get a taste of many different people's flavors of writing and their styles and the different stuff they have going on, and then go check their websites out. The thing with all this Internet stuff is there's no shortage of information. It is a matter of saying and getting some credible information. So this site's kind of vetted out some people. They only have people that are credible participating on it, and there's just so much great content. Um, if you are trying to get some super specific stuff on Facebook, though, uh, Lady Marie Smith, M-A-R-I, uh, she is the, the Facebook diva. She has been doing a phenomenal job branding herself and done an amazing job since around 2008. And she is like Facebook's right out out in the streets representative for new stuff. Um, but as a book, we actually talked about it on the networking uh, call as well. A book called Enchantment by Guy Kawasaki. That is a book that really talks about the value of connecting and doing what we were talking about before. The value of promoting and edifying and, and talking about other people and how that really helps you build your brand 
and leverage what you're trying to create on online and offline presence. Wow, that's a great point. That's a great point. And how do how does our audience get in touch with you, Joe? If they want to ask you questions or use your services, how how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, they can uh, feel free if you want to email me. Uh, it is Joe at M David Katz K A T Z as zebra dot com, or reach out on LinkedIn. Just say, hey, I heard you're on the show. Wanted to connect and see if we can chat. Um, those either either option, uh, both are great. You can try to get me on Facebook, whatever uh, medium is best for you. But uh, Facebook or uh, LinkedIn and email email would definitely be the best way to to reach out. Okay, fantastic. And as usual, Joe, the time just flies by, and we're going to have to say goodbye to our audience tonight. But as I mentioned before, we have an exciting new product that's designed to help you get to the essence of what's important to your clients very quickly now. It will reduce your sales cycle and it will improve your margins. And it's called the Quest Deck Discovery System. It's on the uh, Apple App Store or you can, if you want more information, you can also go to questdeck.com. You'll be glad you did. Our show is about to end, and we thank you for participating tonight. I hope you were able to take good notes. If you did not, listen to the show again. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. We love to have them listen to it. We want to build our audience base because our goal is to help you in your quest to be the best. So we look forward to having you with us next week. And in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. Let's sell something.